Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws with monkey sounds in there called good. The old like Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon! Ciao, Belly! Hey! How's everybody doing on this fantastic Thursday? Yeah. Um, that's a ciao, Belly, because Jeff Rust... Sitting across from me, right, meow. If you are watching on youtube.com slash 1080 AM, the fan, you will notice there is an empty seat that is usually occupied by the great Danny Meringue. Usually. He is not in today. Um, he will be back tomorrow. He is not having a medical procedure himself today. So no. we have that. Like, he is not injured. He has not been arrested, to my knowledge. To yes. my knowledge, for the various crimes that he is uh, admitted to on this program. Right. That is not the reason he's absent today. <laughs> as far as we know. Not the first reason. That, as far as we know. I don't, I'm not willing to rule anything out. Yeah. Um, but the fact he has texted us um, throughout the day lets me know that he's not, he's, he's, he's not in prison. Unless, if there's a guy that can get a phone into prison... It's also Danny, though. So, I again, don't want to rule anything out. <laughs> don't want to rule anything yeah, out right now. Or this uncomfortable hunk of metal. My <laughs> what? Uh, wait, 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 where? Uh, so, it is rust and dust today. We're, we're going to be uh, blown and going. Uh, the hose is fully inserted into my mouth, as Brent Venables would say. Are you looking? Uh-oh. Oh, that helps if I turn it on, too. You color changed it to red. The fire hose is fully inserted mm. in my mouth here. Mm. We've been blowing and going. That's not good. Yeah. That wasn't a good start to his tenure as a head coach at uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. He has since turned it around quite well. Really yeah. good of him. Really, really good of him. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so we have a we have a lot that we need to get to. Uh, the Vancouver Ford text line is 503-864-6326. Again, 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them online at VancouverFord.com. All right. Um, 
you brought something to my attention that was quite surprising mm-hmm. uh, for various reasons. But uh, it was something that really took over what is is hardcore show prep time for you. <laughs> right. Because you we also had another curveball. We should uh, mention why you did not hear Colin Cowherd early. Yes. Before us. We're having some satellite issues. Yeah, the satellites are the issue here. There's certain there's two times in the year, once in the spring and once in the fall, where they have these things called satellite outages. Mm-hmm. And they're abnormally bad and disruptive right now. Yes. Um, it's usually not this bad. But the the satellites and uh, you know, a- as we all know, it's not anything that we can control because oh, you don't have them up. It's computers. There we go. It's computers. Sorry, now you're we up. were going to the same. We were going down the same route here. Yeah. It's computers. We Cat don't get pervert. I don't know what you have to do with this. <laughs> cat pervert. <laughs> Just taking all them cat perverts off the air. Uh, no, but Colin, uh, hopefully the satellite issues do not persist, uh, and we will have the herd back on tomorrow. Um, but usually during your show prep, you are just, you're dialed in. You're getting the updates yep. all written out. You are preparing this show for launch and takeoff. Yeah. It like, was 100% derailed today. Yes. Because of a celebrity death? Yes. Can you fill the, us in? The, the news, I, I wasn't privy to the news until this morning. It yeah. looked like it broke last night or at some point. Anyway, yeah, rest in peace, Burt Young. Burt Young. Polly. Polly Panino. From uh, from Rocky. Yeah. Wow. He apparently, though, died October 8th, so the news, it took, you know, a week and a half for it to get out somehow. Holy smokes. Yeah. Wow. Wait a minute. Hold on. I need to go back and look. He was, he was only 83 years old? I know, right? Although it seemed like he was about 55 for probably, I don't know. Okay. Going back to Rocky. When when did Rocky, the original Rocky? 76, se- I want to say. 1976? Yeah. 47 years ago. I believe it won the Oscar that year, and I know that because it was the year I was born. Okay. So, uh, he, w- he was 36 years old? Yeah, and he looked about 60. In Rocky 1? <laughs> The original Rocky. Even the story I read on it said basically no matter what age he was, he always played a middle-aged man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would. I want to see a baby picture of this guy now. <laughs> Again, we lose a, a man with the fine name uh, Bert. He, his name was Bert, and that is a name that needs to come back, just like Bud needs to come back. But he was 36 when the original Rocky came out. Boy, yeah, <laughs> my mind is in a pretzel right now. Right, because when you told me uh, Polly from Rocky Dad, I was like, "Yeah, when? Yeah, like, what year? <laughs> exactly." I, I was surprised to learn it was just recently too. To be honest, I would. And if you would have told me to guess his age, yeah, I would have said he was like ninety-five years old. Right. Yeah, because when I saw he was only eighty-three, I was like, "Wow, that seems like." In, I mean, that's old, but young for him. And that kind of computes with what, in my mind, like the 36-year-old, if I, if you were to ask me how old Polly was, I wouldn't have said like 58, but I would have said like late 40s. Yeah. 
Or a four, oh yeah, 48 is what I would have had him at then. If yeah. he was 36, yeah, I would have said 48 years old. 48 years old. Yeah, because he looked every bit of it. Yes. <laughs> he did. Whole, but he was only 36. Yeah. Man, that's crazy when you think about, when you see some of the, like the old-time pictures of athletes and stuff, and you're like, man, that guy looks like he is ancient. The best is like Sparky Anderson. When you're like, this is Sparky Anderson when he was the manager in his first year. Yeah. He was 30, and you're like, that man's not 30. No. Uh-uh. Already probably with the silver hair, too. Have you seen like uh, the pictures of like Hornus Wagner? And they'll be oh, yeah. like, here's Honus, Honus Wagner when Honus Wagner was 35. And you're like, that man yeah. is 50. No, yeah. Well, and back in those days, when you saw pictures of people, they were either like a baby or looked in their 30s. You, 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 you really, even the teenagers looked 30. They did. They you did. know? <laughs> they really did. <laughs> and that's the thing. <laughs> you go ahead, like high school pictures in the 80s. Yeah. Too. Right, yeah. Even then, like, they all got mustaches. Yeah. You were in the short shorts and the tank tops, and you just have a stash that ages you instantly. Right? Like everybody could buy beer back then. You're yeah. just, it's it's a mind bending. Exactly. Uh, so I don't know what they're putting in our foods now. Mind bottling, isn't it? We're looking a lot younger. Yes. So uh, rest in peace, Burt Young. Rest in peace, Burt Young. What else was he in? Uh, let's see here. He did make some uh, TV appearances, uh, including the Rockford Files, Beretta, Ooh, Law yep. and Order, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, Hell All in the yeah. Family, MASH, Miami Vice, made an appearance on The Sopranos. Okay, so he was, yeah, he was, I remember him from The Sopranos. He was in like every, he, he was just everything that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, all of those are good. What other kind of movies? Oh, that's right. Oh, there's Dude, one that we're forgetting about in his film career. Is Burt. What? Uh, well, so it started out with, uh, didn't start out with Chinatown, but anyway, as the list goes here on the old Wikipedia, Chinatown, Convoy, uh, Back to School. Convoy, Back to School. Good old Rodney Dangerfield. Gosh. He was like his driver, his driver his bodyguard yeah. or something, right? The Triple Lindy. Yeah. The Pope of Greenwich Village, Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah. God bless you, Burt Young. Boy, he, that's he like a- He was a Marine? Of course he was. All these, all these guys that are, all those guys are way cooler and better than all of us, you know. Oh, absolutely. Whoa, Burt Young. Now he may have like a low key great um, catalog of films to where it's like if you can watch one guy's, one person's films in, in in one one person's catalog for eternity. Yeah. What is it? Because he goes, he goes through a lot. He's got a lot of really good stuff and variety in there. Of uh, uh, let's be honest, he's just playing an Italian uh, Italian man the yes. entire time. Yep, uh, may or may not be mafia related in everything he does. Mm-hmm. But that catalog is expansive. Absolutely, it's expansive because I mean, you can if you open up all of those TV shows too that he's in. I'm in. Yeah, I am so in. So uh, Burt Young, dead at eighty three. Yeah. Apparently also a painter and a writer. Okay. Yeah. He like he wrote books and a couple of plays and he had art displayed in galleries throughout the world. See, that's not that's not something that surprises me because <laughs> these artsy people like you'd think that he would be like the mafioso character that he played all the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys aren't. Right. Some of them actually are like Polly Walnuts of yes. Sopranos, who actually was <laughs> was in the mob. Yes, that's why or he mob was so adjacent. good at it. Yeah, like he <laughs> he knew how to play the role. Yep. But 
other guys, they have no, they're nowhere near that. Like they are artsy fartsy through and through. Right. And you'd be stunned at what they're really like when you sit down and you talk to them. Yeah. Apparently some of his actual paintings were shown in a scene in Rocky Balboa when he was fired from the meatpacking plant. Really? Yeah. Wait. In in Rocky Balboa. Okay. So now I'm just I'm I'm just trying I'm carrying the one here. Right, I'm trying yeah. to do the math. So it was his it wasn't that he got fired and started painting in Rocky. No. Well, I don't know that they were necessarily they were just his. His yeah. you know, Polly's paintings in there, but the paintings were Bert's paintings were featured in there. Well, not Bert necessarily Young. as Polly's. Uh dead at eighty three. It's a good run. That's a good run, right? Yeah. Yeah, 83 is a, a good number. Yeah. I think like that I don't want to I don't want to live into my 90s. I say that now. I'm going to I'm going to be one of those people that tries to hang on as long as I can. Uh but 83 seems like a great run. Like he, you don't go too far over the edge right. to where it's like sad at the end. Yeah. You know, 83 is that's solid. Yeah. And it's like a good boy, life. It's not like boy taking too young. Yeah, no. You know? Yeah, no, you don't want that. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the uh, but I am waiting for the Ian Carmel gun down in his prime uh, t- tweet to fall in three right. two one uh, <laughs> for Burt Young. Um, well, all right, <clears throat> eighty three. I still can't believe he was thirty six years old in nineteen seventy six. It's so crazy. He looks so old. Hey, so old. Yeah. <laughs> well, what were they eating? And drinking back then that made them look so old. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> Everybody. Hey, look, maybe all the pre- pre- uh, preservatives these last few decades actually do do some good for us. Oh, yeah. It helps the outsides. Destroys your insides. <laughs> but it's really good for keeping your skin tight and your hair in, I guess. Huh? Right. Man. All right. Um, well, 503-864-6326. That is Vancouver Ford Tech Sign. It's how you can be a part of the show. Also, uh, hit the comments on uh, the the comment section of youtube.com slash 1080 AM the fan. That's where we are. We got an empty seat there and everything. Uh, but we will uh, have a packed show today. This one actually is full. We got our picks at two o'clock where Danny has made his picks. Uh, f- may or may not be from a jail cell. Probably not. Uh, we got picks coming up at two at one thirty. We'll be joined by Alex Brink. Color analyst for the Cougs Radio Network. He's a Eugene native and a former Washington State quarterback, and so he's heading home for this weekend's game between the Cougs and the Ducks, which Ducks were in the throwbacks this week. Yes. It's a good look. It is a good look. It's a great look. I feel like it's not a great week for that look, though. That one feels like it should have been like last week or for the Civil War. Ooh, let's put a pin in that. Let's put a pin in that. Okay. Because I, I think this could be a great week for it if the other team plays along. Right. Um, and then we'll have Angie Machado. She's going to join us, beaverblitz.com. Beaver's on the bye week, midway point of the season. Uh, we're going to get a, a midseason check-in with Oregon State and where they're at because, look, one conference loss, they're going to one conference loss is going to be a common theme across the board, and they uh, will have a bye this week to get right and get ready for a push through the end of the year. But where we got to start this bad boy off is we got more news is bad news for one of the top programs in the country. This is Danny and Dusty on The Fan. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. 
Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Across 110th Street Pimps trying to catch a woman that's weak Across 110th Street Pushers won't let the junkie go free Danny and Dusty on the fan Up now on the Twitter bots at Danny and Dusty on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. We have got a poll question: Will Jim Harbaugh be the head coach at Michigan when Oregon heads to the Big House for Big Ten play next year? Go and vote at Danny and Dusty on Twitter. This is a question today because if you missed the big news out of the Big Twi- Big Ten country. An investigation has been opened by the NCAA and the Big Ten into number two Michigan over potential rule-breaking around in-person scouting of opponents in sign-stealing. I, for one, am not seeing what the big deal is in all of this. (laughs) Yeah, weird how Astros and Patriots fan is like, what's the big deal? Oh, you can't do that? (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, no, Here, here's the nuts and bolts of what's going on. There was a lot of questions and not a lot of answers as this story kind of broke uh, as to what the NCAA was looking into with Michigan and their misdeeds that are, that are ongoing. But as we always do find out, <clears throat> um, the reason for this investigation to be open is because apparently there is a lot of rumblings around the Big Ten of Michigan having scouts in stadiums for future opponents. So, as we all know, in the NFL, what happens is you, prior to the weeks, you have what are called advanced scouts, and then you just have scouts. Okay, The advanced scouts will go out three, four weeks in advance, they'll go and look at the opponent, start getting a book on what the opponent is, who is playing, what they like to do, surface-level stuff, and they go in person to watch your opponent. Right. Then you have the just your normal scout, which will go the week before or two weeks before a game, and they'll start getting into the nitty-gritty of what a team is doing, uh, what it looks like. The one thing you cannot do is what the New England Patriots have done before is... Uh, 
remember this was i think it was against the bengals mm-hmm. they had a guy who was uh, uh, caught filming hand signals of a team right getting that tight shot yes of of a guy doing hand signals on the sideline and you know they're kind of outdated in the nfl now so it's really not that big of a deal and that's mm-hmm. why people in the NFL are like there's nothing to really glean from this right uh because they have the green dots which are a microphone that goes straight to uh the quarterback and the middle linebacker right but in college, they actually have a rule prohibiting advanced scouting of an opponent. Yes. The what you do get is and and this is it's mind bending when you look at what is accessible to college football programs now. Because you can get all of their film and it is broken down and into situational football to the nth degree Mm -hmm. from how much time is left on the clock to how many timeouts, what hash you're on down in distance quarter, which direction of the field that they're moving on, whether you can get literally any situational stat and on the, on the film breakdown, you just plug in. I want fourth down in four, you know, in the third quarter, of games and you can pull up not just that year, but you can go back and you can pull up any film that you have of that coordinator and what they like to do offensively and defensively. It's right. crazy yeah. what you can get from a film standpoint now in in college football. But what you can't get is somebody in the stadium in in watching weeks before. Right. Um, and there's a lot that you can get from just being in a stadium and looking is how how guys handle themselves, what it looks like on the field. Um, you know, when uh, you have the offenses off the field and they're meeting, right? You can kind of get a look at who's the person that's running back and forth from, you know, the uh, f- from like the far end, the back end, and see what they're looking at from like the defensive back standpoint, looking at the offense. Mm-hmm. And then you have another coach who's on the other side of the field who's watching, you know, from what the quarterback is seeing and looking at the defense on, on each end of the coach's box on the sideline. You can get a, a good idea for that. You can see which assistants are helping in certain uh, position groups. Like it, it truly is. You can get a decent advantage yeah. by having a, a scout on site. You can't do that in college though. Right. And apparently that's what Michigan is being accused of doing. So the rule goes back to, I think it said 1994, and it was a cost-cutting measure. <laughs> in college football? Yes. That's a silly thing to think about now. It is, isn't it? Now, I wonder, though, when that when they did that, you know, all those years ago, 30 years ago, uh, yeah. was that more to create more of a level playing field? Because I feel like back then, the gap between the haves and the have-nots were probably a bit bigger in yeah. terms of travel expenses and those kinds of things absolutely so i feel like not as much of an issue today in terms of trying to save those costs most definitely not why not just get rid of it i do not know i I honestly i do not know i think that one thing that you one of the reasons why is the paranoia of college football coaches Mm -hmm. it is insanely high and I think that what you could have here, and you're not even going to stop this now, obviously, with what Harbaugh is being accused of, right? is like, what's to stop a team from buying front row seats right behind your bench at a game that you're that you're playing at, right? Mm-hmm. And they can listen in on everything that you're talking to and how you guys go about your adjustments and all that. I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't do it. I would say that 
with the paranoia. Like, think of it in these terms. We see those big sheets now, right? right? Like yes. to to hide your signals. Yeah. I think the one thing that if college football wants to like cut down on this type of stuff, put the earpieces into a helmet. Yeah. And one thing I think the NFL should do. I don't know why they only have it on one player. Why can't every player just have the the earpiece in? Yeah. I mean, just I don't get it either. Think of all of the things that, and from a coach's standpoint, procedurally, why would you not want this? Okay, mm-hmm. for a defense, you can get your checks in, and you can get your call in almost immediately. For an offense, and and you can do both. This is both for the offense and the defense. If you're a coordinator on the sideline, you can yell, "Hey, we're going 11-11, going eleven personnel," and you can have your personnel changes directly into the headset as opposed to. The now rare times that you see like a 12 men on the field or illegal substitution, like you can get all of these things squared away procedurally. Mm -hmm. That makes it a heck of a lot easier to run plays and defend plays, too. I mean, it's an advantage for the defense, too, like to have a coach that's like, hey, third and long, you know what we need to you know what we've seen on film here. Right. Going through all of those things in those checklists. I don't I don't see why college just doesn't pull the trigger on it, because it's not a money thing. Right. It, it truly is not a money thing. <laughs> Clearly. If you can pay $75 million for Jimbo Fisher to go away, right? you can do this. Yeah. But the bigger thing here with Michigan, all every coach is looking for the, the smallest of advantages. Right. Jim Harbaugh is so competitive. Like he fights his, like fist fights with his grown brother, John, when they play like knockout. <laughs> It, it, like Thanksgiving <laughs> or Christmas. This man yeah. is not normal. He is not wired like everybody else's. He looks for every advantage. Those have got to be some intense family get-togethers. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I'm not surprised in the slightest that the, that something like this is occurring in college football, and I'm not uh, surprised in the slightest that Jim Harbaugh is is one of the central figures in it because this is what you see across college football all the time. What I do think, though is that this is just another notch to try to push Harbaugh away from college football. Not mm-hmm. to try to push him away from college football, but what eventually gets him back to the NFL. Yeah. Because he he already has the looming investigation, and he served a three-game suspension for the recruiting stuff during COVID. And that's not over yet. The NCAA isn't done with that. Now you have this one because, and make no mistake, the NCAA, they may not n- drag him for the recruiting thing. Yeah. They will drag him for this because one thing we know about the NCAA, if you they feel that you skate or you're defiant, mm-hmm. they will hammer you yeah. for the next thing down the pipeline. And this very well could be that axe to grind. I I and I I believe that. See, and I almost wonder if it's if it's less the NCAA trying to push him out as him almost trying to force their hand because and because I think he wants to go back to the NFL, yeah, where he doesn't have to worry about all this. That's why we have the poll question up. Will Jim Harbaugh be the head coach of at Michigan when Oregon heads to the Big House for Big Ten play next year? At Danny and Dusty on uh, Twitter, you can go and vote. Currently, fifty five point three percent say no. He gone NFL or bust. While forty four point seven say yes. He's a Michigan man. Go and vote at Danny and Dusty on Twitter. All right, coming up next, we uh, check in with Oregon State on the bye, feeling really good about where their season is at right now, and rightfully so. Angie Machado, beaverblitz.com, joins us with a Beavs update at the bye week. 
First, though, is Rust with SportsCenter. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Headline, I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. The Oregon State Beavers have hit the bye week, and they are in good standing in the Pac-12 race that is going to be as tight as it gets down the stretch, sitting right now 6-1 and one on the season, 3-1 and one in conference play, and the 12th-ranked team in the country. And to talk about the Beavs, we bring on the owner of BeaverBlitz.com, part of the 24-7 CBS Sports family, Angie Machado, kind enough to join us. Hey, Angie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fa- you guys, but it's just you today. <laughs> it, it is just me today, but I'm great. I'm fantastic. You know, this Oregon State team uh, hitting the bye at six and one. I mean, obviously, seven and zero would be the the perfect way to to hit the bye. But we know that the conference is going to be a meat grinder through and through. As you sit there and you have assessed the way that this team has come along. Um, where do you think the Beavs are as far as what the preseason expectations were and now that we have crossed over that midway point of the season and hit the bye? Uh, have they kind of met those expectations, exceeded them? I, I don't think you can say they, they fell short because they've been pretty pretty impressive so far. Yeah, I mean, this is basically where I had them, you know, heading yeah. into the bye week uh, preseason. Um, you know, I, I, looking at this team and where they are, um, their schedule seemed very favorable. Um, I, I think that this is really where expectations are. And then you look at that Washington State game to have, you know, a three-point loss 
to a team that now has kind of fallen off, but at the time played their best ball. I mean, Cam, Cam Ward looked Heisman-like in that game, and uh, Oregon State played one bad half of defense and uh, they have that one loss. But bye week is perfect time right now. Oregon State's kind of bumped and bruised. They need to get better, um, heal, and then also you know really look at how to – I think offensively they've kind of fixed some things, but – defensively they've maybe regressed in, in like run stopping so I think there's some some work ahead to do there yeah I, I mean one thing that uh, I think that Washington State game the questions that we had about what that secondary would look like you know when you have to replace three-fourths of it, 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 it those questions were heightened after Washington State but in the ensuing weeks after we've seen that unit kind of do a 180 and really tighten things up. What have you seen as far as the biggest growth from that point to where we're at right now? Yeah. And I also think that's one of the problems that Washington state is having is that that second, that second half up in Pullman, I think Trent Bray kind of gave the blueprint on how to stop them. So um, I think that has been another big issue, but yeah, I think, that that first half, like you said, that exposed a lot um, of Oregon State secondary. But for them to flip it around, and now for you know, I didn't think I'd be saying it, but the secondary is really the strength of the defense right now um, at the at the midway point of the, of the season. All right, uh, the offensive line, we knew it was going to be really good. Josh Gray preseason had a ton of hype and was catching a lot of headlines, as was Jake Levin, good the center. But at right tackle, Talese Fuaga, he's a guy that is now vaulting up draft boards. And he was kind of the guy who was flying under the radar on this offensive line, but everybody knew how good this unit was going to be. At 6'6", 334 pounds, I mean, he is an absolute monster. And what he's doing to guys on the edge is just, I mean, he's just crushing people. It's like a highlight film almost every single week. What has been the the biggest kind of stride he's taken in his growth to being a very good offensive lineman to now? There's draft prognosticators that are saying he could be a first-round pick. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Tolly has been one of those guys that, Gosh, I think this is what two and a half years starting for him. Um, not really unexpected, but like you said, all the, the attention had been on Levengood and, and Gray. I would actually say right now, Holly and Tanner Miller are the two stars of that line. Um, you know, Tanner Miller's a walk-on of mm-hmm. all things, but has filled in nice when when needed at center and at, at guard. So um, Tolly is just, I think, just feeling comfortable. And I think you look at across the board. You know, these guys are playing; they're not thinking. They're just able to make plays, make their calls, make their reads. And, uh, you know, maybe while media and, and other teams are focusing on other guys. Now, now that probably changed now in the, the second half of the season as more and more attention has been drawn to him. But, you know, I think just the comfort in the offense and, and the confidence in their play. So I think that's one of the biggest things, especially for an offensive lineman. Um, it's just the confidence in the system. And, you know, once again, I think Jim Holacek has just shown not only to be a great evaluator of talent, but just what he's done developing these guys and then the stable he has behind these guys. So, um, it, it's been fun to watch the progression. Can you shed some light on the relationship between DJ and Aiden Childs? Because I don't think that a lot of quarterbacks across the country, especially a guy who was a five-star recruit and now he he transfers out of Clemson and comes to, to Oregon State, a lot of those guys in that profile of DJ wouldn't be you know working – hand in hand with a freshman who's coming in and they're giving him a series in the first quarter and second quarter. But we've seen immense growth uh, in Aiden Childs, especially on that this past week when he throws a touchdown and he scans across the entire field. Can you kind of 
is shed some light on their relationship and and how DJ and Aiden are kind of working together in this system um, that Jonathan Smith is is curated. Yeah, you know, I think it goes right back to the the type of players that Jonathan Smith brings in. And you know, you've been around DJ, I've been around DJ. The biggest thing that strikes me is just how selfless he is and how humble he is. Um, you know, a big flashy me first guy is not going to fit in Corvallis. Is not going to fit with Coach Smith and what he's trying to do. But you're right; it's been so it's been fun to watch kind of the mentorship that DJ's kind of taken Aiden under his wing and um, Aiden is a huge talent. I mean, I was, I, you know, I, I came into mid August saying that Aiden was right neck and neck with, with DJ at the time. So um, this is a guy that's, that's nipping at his heels. They need to have him ready. You know, they need to have him game ready because you just, you're one injury away from needing him to go in and, and run the, run the show. So um, what's fun to watch is like the interaction between series, you know, DJ's in, he comes off the field and he's talking to, you know, he has a headset on and he's talking to Aiden. Aiden goes in and he comes out and DJ's kind of helping him with some things. I, I think he's acting as a mentor and a coach right along with, um, you know, kind of telling him what he's seeing and uh, it's, it's helping. But um, I do think it's important. You know, there's been some talk, you know, if you see the message board light up is DJ hurt. And no, this is going to be something we see going forward is, is Aiden getting, usually the third series um, and sometimes, you know, one other one throughout the game, but um, just, it's fun to watch those kind of unself, the selfless players that are able to uh, help bring the younger guys along. Along that same line, like it is really hard to do when I'm kind of going through those mid season, you're at the halfway point of the season. Who's the MVP offensively and defensively for the Beavs? Because it has been a Uh, defensively. It, yeah, you're right. And and I, I would say defensively, Easton Mascarenas kind of stands out to me yeah. as as the guy, um, just being that middle linebacker. He's he's grown a ton. Um, I think Sione Lola Hay is kind of right there, too. But I think I would if I had to give my midseason, I'd say uh, Easton Mascarenas defensively. Offensively, I've got to go with, with uh, DJ. I, I think what he's done, the growth he has had, um, it's never easy transferring schools, especially with the um, kind of the – the lure hanging over him of what he was. I mean, he was the number two prospect in the country when he came out of high school behind Bryce Young. So, um, you know, hugely recruited, huge expectations on him. And then to kind of have to come to a spot and reinvent himself and learn a completely different offense. um, I just think it speaks volumes. And I I, just being around him, I'm blown away every time, just the humbleness of him, um, the way he is with the media, what he is with other players. He's never been a me first. He's kind of taken a back seat and uh, kind of let it come to him. And I, I, I just think how DJ plays, you know, last year we said the Beavs were um, a better quarterback away from winning one or two more games. And I think we're seeing that better quarterback and what it's translating to this year with DJ. Can you, is it safe to say too that kind of quarterback is obviously one place where they've improved that room and they've improved that position and that raises your ceiling a little bit more. But one of the places that this Oregon State team is better is playing with expectations now because it, it seemed at times that there was kind of that last year it was this is still new to us, but now it feels like they have this understanding of what the expectations are of this season and they're okay with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it, it, it is, it's a, it's a different mindset, you know, from playing kind of as that underdog mentality to playing with the, with the target on your back and, and being able to handle that pressure. And I do think Oregon state is able to, it's not, it, it isn't that uh, maybe that mentality of, Oh my gosh, look at we're six and one. It is. Yeah. We expect to be six and one. We expect to be seven and zero, oh. and um, you know, playing with that, like I said, target on their back. So um, 
sometimes that can be harder and sometimes teams can't handle that. But, you know, I think that is a credit to coach Smith and the coaching staff. You know, we, we talk about coach Smith being so even keel and maybe sometimes that you'd like to see him more, have more emotion, but I think that kind of that steady Eddie that he is, is helping this team now, you know, he's not too high, he's not too low. Um, and the team reflects that in, in their actions. What are the guys like, I mean, just thinking of guys like, I don't Isaac Hodgins, right. Who has seen, had a front row seat to what this program can be. Uh, and he, he came in in 2018. What are these seniors thinking of this turnaround and, and, and seeing it now kind of the vision of Jonathan Smith and what the, where the program was just five years ago? Yeah. I mean, those guys, some of those, you know, fifth and sixth year seniors are, are, have been there, like you said, from when I, I have never seen a culture so low in all my time. I mean, I've covered college football now for 17 years and where Oregon state was when coach Smith came in, as far as a team culture and kind of an, I mean, I heard from parents left and right, how their kids hated football. They didn't even know if wow. they wanted to play anymore. And and to be now where they are, where it is team first, it is this brotherhood. And like, you know, I kept looking at the, at the roster thinking, okay, some of these guys are going to transfer. They're just not yeah. getting the minutes, but they love the program so much. They love the team um, that they stick it out. And I, I think that, like I said, is a huge, it's it's a huge feather in the cap for coach Smith, but it's also the type of players they bring in, um, you know, the recruiting and, and they are, you know, recruiting rankings are going up and, and we're seeing better classes, but Oregon state is doing a really good job identifying guys that, that fit the mold that want to be beavers. You know, you, you look at like a Josh gray and, the story of him that, you know, he was this 230 pound lineman Oregon state had offered him early at a camp and he'd been, you know, coach Cristobal at Oregon at the time had recruited him a little bit, never an offer coach Cristobal offered him in the like last second, right. The night before signing day. <laughs> and uh, Josh stayed with Oregon state. He kind of, he was offended that, you know, why would you come in at the, the last second? And, and now to see these guys really flourishing and proud of, of where they've come and, um, it's a huge testament. And, and like I, I can tell you stories anecdotally of current players who are getting offered a lot of money from other schools, NIL money, um, and they stay in Corvallis because they feel like they're getting taken care of and, and they love the, the climate and the atmosphere. And one more thing before, before we let you go, because it is noticeably different in Research Stadium. With, now that the other side is complete, it is a big-time venue, and – with the product that is in there, the roars that you hear in Reeser now, when you, you, you it's it's noticeable on TV. What is that environment like when you are there week in and week out now, seeing this this kind of vision that has been completed to where Oregon State at one point was kind of mocked by by their facilities in the recruiting world, and now they're top notch. Yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, we talk about kind of the best stadium environments in the Pac-12. And I mean, I think Utah's up there. I think Oregon's up there, but I think Oregon State, Washington are, are kind of right in there as well. So I, I don't know. I have a long history. I was a student there in the 90s. So I was there during the, you know, the little berm and bleachers on one side. And <laughs> I was there as a fundraiser in the early 2000s. So I was part of the fundraising team that helped with the raising research of the first side. And, and to see it finally come full circle. I mean, this is what Dennis Erickson and Bob DeCarolis kind of had as a vision mm-hmm. for the finished stadium. It, it took a while longer than I think they anticipated, but, you know, that was Coach Erickson's big thing. He wanted that stadium to be kind of up and down, having the sound right there on top of the opponents. And, um, you know, I, I think that's been accomplished, and you're right. I mean, I've heard stories of guys and, and friends of mine that are off campus, you know, down Greek Row, and they can hear the roar of uh, Freezer Stadium. So um, 
it's it's impressive and it, it just goes. I mean, now now Oregon State just needs to find a conference home because right. uh, it's it's a shame that uh, that you know that college atmosphere that top top fifteen program is is still kind of flailing in the wind right now. But hopefully that that comes to play here in the next month or two and um, Oregon State can continue. Uh, Rock and Reeser. Well, they got the bye this week, and then you got Arizona, Colorado, Stanford before the the gauntlet to end the season. UW and a trip to Eugene for the Oregon Ducks to round out the season. Angie, thank you so much for the time. We were always appreciated. It was great catching up with you again. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dusty. There she is, Angie Machado, beaverblitz.com. Uh, go to Beaver Blitz. Check out all of the work that uh, her and her entire staff do. It's uh, it's great content, great stuff at beaverblitz.com. You can follow Angie on Twitter at Angie Machado1 as well to keep up on all things Beavs. All right, uh, <clears throat> let's stick in the conference champions. Rust, you said something at the beginning of the show. Sparked my attention a little bit. We'll get this conversation going a little bit more. Danny Dusty on the fan. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Russ, you mentioned something to me earlier on, on, on this show where we talked about Oregon will have their throwback uniforms this week. They will be playing Washington State, mm-hmm. and they're going to be wearing the, the unis from the 90s. The yellow helmets, interlocking UO on the side, yellow face mask with the uh, Kelly green jerseys, yellow numbers, white trim, yellow pants. It's a great look. Yes. I mean, it's a fantastic look. And it is, it's one that I wish they would wear more often. And it kind of sucks that it's been so long since they wore them. I think the last time they wore them was 2009 or 10 against Cal. Uh, was the last time they wore them, and we haven't seen them since. Like we've seen so many different. Long? Yeah. Wow. And this was one that, like, talking to former players, they've been begging for these. Like even in the early two thousands, where it wasn't that far removed from right. having them, but it is a look that the players have always liked, mm-hmm. and now they're bringing them back. And I, I think this is great matchup for it you you're not as is hot on on this uniform matchup because i think there'll be like a super modern uniform against a or throwback mm-hmm. is that what you're going with well it's not a, it's more of the matchup the grab yeah, yeah yeah the gravity yeah, the, of the game yeah the gravity of the game i felt like it would have been fantastic last week against the huskies but i get maybe they didn't want to do it on the road yeah. uh but i thought maybe or even you know civil war uh would be you know I think that you're onto something here where if you go into a rivalry game, the whole point of the rivalry is steeped in tradition, right? Mm -hmm. It's history. I would love it if we saw a Civil War where you had Oregon wearing like these throwbacks and then you had Oregon State with the white helmets, black face masks with the script beavers or heck, even if you want to go with a modern, like a, a modern throwback is what they call them, where you put like Benny the Beaver on the side of the white helmet, but it has the the black and orange stripe down the middle, the black face mask. And then I love it when the Civil War is color on color. I think that that's a good look. Absolutely. So you could go Oregon wearing their greens and then Beeves could wear the black with the orange and white stripes on the sleeves. Mm-hmm. That was a good look. Yeah. And they I go even go all orange. My thought, and it has always been this, is that. Modern uniform technology makes throwbacks look exponentially better. Yeah. Because they're just tighter, more form-fitting. They look good. Like, they all look really good. And so, give me those beefs. I think that a Civil War, if you had those, if you had the throwbacks that the Oregon's wearing this week, and then beefs went back to their throwback, that'd be phenomenal. Mm -hmm. That'd be excellent. I think if I didn't like... Washington going all purple. I think that's a weird look. Yeah. Their, their look is so good when they have the purple, the gold pants with the purple jerseys and the gold helmets. Right. That's such, that's a classic look. And then, did you see what UW unveiled for this week? No. They've got uh, purple chrome helmets. Ooh. And all purple uniforms that I'm not a fan of. Color rush, basically. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a fan of. Purple chrome yeah. doesn't do it for me. But uh, it's not for me. It's for the it's for the children. It's for, for the kids. For the children. It's for for the recruits. Yeah, I think the throwbacks would have been great for the Civil War, especially since uh, we don't know if it's going to happen again. Yeah, and I just and even could even maybe hold out to see if they would have made a Pac-12 championship game. You know, bust them out then. But Ooh. you know, and I get it. It's homecoming this week, yeah. so I understand. But yeah. it just feels like a little bit of a. I think you should call truce with uh, whoever you're playing to. 
and they go throwback as well. Right? Because I would love to see the Cougs wearing like the silver helmets with the Coug script on the side. Absolutely. I love Washington State's uniforms right now. They're mm-hmm. great. They're fantastic. I really do like them. Yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. But if you were to give me a throwback and just make me feel like I'm in 1995, but in, in HD television, right? in. Yes. So in. Absolutely. I'm all in. Um, but one thing that I think uh, needs to happen, and somebody brought this up on Twitter, Dan Lanning needs to go with the Rich Brooks yellow Oregon sweatshirt. That'd be fantastic. And the polo shirt underneath. He's not a he's he's a short sleeve shirt guy. Where he's a no, he's the Nike long sleeve dry fit is what he mm-hmm. goes. I think that's too that's too heavy for him. Yeah, but tip the cap. Like when Terry Stotts went, uh, when they wore the the retro uniforms, when yes. he went Doctor Jack Ramsey on the sideline with the plaid suit, phenomenal in the big collar. Yeah. It was electric, yes. and everybody loved it. Absolutely, I think Lanning should do it. That'd be great. And it's close enough to Halloween, you can make it work. Yep. You know? Yeah, that'd be great. Somebody yeah. needs to get in his ear on that one. They really should. They really should. Um, all right. Somebody's saying 2013-14 they wore these? I don't I sure. don't remember them that week, that year. But I will say, yeah. Sure. Works I'd, for me. I bet they did. Yeah. You could fool me. But I, I thought it was Cal long time ago. Yeah. Long time ago. Because I know a lot of guys that were there. And it was like in 08 was their last year. Mm-hmm. And they said, the next year, after we begged for them, yeah, they finally got them. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> sucks to be you. That's right. <laughs> All right. One hour is in the books. Uh, if you missed our interview with uh, Angie Machado, go check it out on the Service Patriots podcast at 1080thefan.com or right there in the Odyssey app. All right, coming up in hour number two, we'll speak with Alex Brink. He is the color analyst for the Cougs Radio Network, uh, and he is the pride of Eugene, Oregon, a Sheldon High School grad who now is is working up for the Cougs Radio Network after an illustrious career as the Cougs quarterback. But uh, where we start hour number two, why is offense lacking in the NFL? Some theories, because Warren Sharp did a deep dive. Danny Dusty on the fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.